The following is a paid program. Aging Options, how can we help? <coughs> it's time to know your options and master your future. My life, my plan, my way. LifePoint Law presents Aging Options with elder law attorney and life planning coach Rajiv Nagayich. Health, housing, finance, legal, and family. Know your options. Aging Options is not a law firm, but Rajiv is a lawyer. You should not reveal things you wish to keep confidential in this public setting. This program offers general advice. Having your questions answered does not create an attorney-client relationship. Contact your attorney or other professional to discuss your unique needs before taking any action related to the subjects discussed in this program. Now, here is nationally recognized retirement planning authority and host of national public television program, Master Your Future, Rajiv Nagayich, as well as his co-host, Tariq Ansari. And good morning and welcome to another exciting edition of Aging Options on this Saturday, the 16th of October, 2021. Uh, do appreciate you for joining us as I am Tariq Ansari, as the intro said, alongside Rajiv Nagayich. Rajiv, how are you doing this morning? I am doing excellent. How are you? I'm doing great, and the, one of the big reasons I'm doing great is because I'm excited for this slate of stories we have coming up. Uh, firstly, as you mentioned, Bob Ross teaching us something other than painting. I mean, he's taught me a lot about painting, but he's got some, um, well, his estate has got some other lessons <laughs> up their sleeve, so we're going to learn about that in just a few seconds here. Also, how dementia of a parent impacts the rest of the family, and a checklist you need to deal with a disabled family member. We're going to be talking with HomeWatch caregivers Joe Hillier about that, uh, starting at 10.30. You're not going to want to miss that because he has a lot of excellent information and excellent person to talk to on that also phased retirement you know what you don't have to retire just like that and just stop working you can phase yourself in to a retirement plan it's a trend that is ga gathering stream we're going to touch gathering stream it's gathering steam it could be gathering a stream too it could also be a part of the river <laughs> who knows but <laughs> we shall see but uh, ladies and gentlemen uh, we have these great stories but our most important story is your story so give us a call. Be a part of this show because it is for you. The phone number is 1-800-465-8770. Again, 1-800-465-8770. Paul Holden, our board op, has his hand on the phone ready to pick it up. So don't be afraid to call 1-800-465-8770. And Rajiv, without any further ado, I mean, how many times on the radio do you get to talk about Bob Ross? I mean, I'm excited, except in this case, it's not so much the uh, happy accident Bob Ross that we talk about with this painting, but unfortunately, his estate and his inheritance has been a, well, to say the least, a hot topic recently. Indeed, yeah, and some of our listeners may already be tuned into the story. I mean, the Bob Ross, great famous personality, humble beginnings, but he became really famous uh, showing people how to paint and his love for painting on the PBS channel. He died with a $20 million estate. Pretty successful, right? I mean, you work hard, you play by the rules, you persevere. Uh, pretty soon you find success, and that is the all-American success story that Bob Ross is. So what's wrong with that picture? Here's what's wrong with the picture. None, not even a cent of that $20 million ended up with his only child, his son. It all got taken by... Uh, and, and if you, if you believe the story, obviously I have, I have only read the story, what's in pop culture out there, but I have no reason to doubt it that all the assets, all the wealth that he created ended up not going to his son, but it ended up going to his 
so-called partners who had a 50% interest. And, and how this happens uh, is, is, to me, less important than how frequently it happens. You know, Bob Ross just happens to be a very famous personality, and so we are talking about him on the radio. But how many thousands of these cases go undiscussed because the people who it's happening to were not very famous people. And on this show itself, I mean, you hear from time to time people calling in saying, you know, my mom had this uh, estate and she married somebody else. And before you know it, the will was changed and I am being left absolutely nothing. I doubt if mom would have wanted to, to disinherit her children, but that's typically what happens. And so what Bob Ross's story tells us is the failure of, again, legal planning. You know, he, he had uh, the, the, the way that you understand the story is this. Bob Ross, after he starts seeing success, he and his wife meet somebody who took a painting class from him. And uh, they, the only difference was that these people that they met who, had, who took the painting class became his biggest cheerleader. They were also very savvy with business, saw business opportunity and business potential, and they created a 50-50 business, half owned by Bob and his wife and half owned by the two partners, a husband and wife team. Except over time, they convinced Bob Ross to sign a series of, of agreements whereby they all agreed amongst all of them that if one of us dies, then that person's share is going to be equally divided amongst the rest of the three partners. It won't go to the children. They created a joint tenancy, not a tenancy in common. Now, Bob Ross, being humble as he is, probably not very business savvy and could care less about the business, this trusting person thinking that, okay, I'm creating all this wealth, everything will be okay, it'll all end up with my son. When he dies, nothing ends up with the son, it all ends up with the partners. Mm -hmm. And the legal system actually backs up the partners. Because what is the legal system supposed to do? It's supposed to give effect to what you have written. But what was written was clearly not what Bob Ross likely would have wanted. Is it possible that he didn't want to leave anything to his children? Probably, but highly unlikely. Maybe he wanted to leave something to his son with some strings attached to it. That could be a distinct possibility. You know, but the children of very wealthy people sometimes tend not to be the most responsible people. So maybe Bob Ross was thinking that I don't need to give everything to him outright, but to basically agree to his, with his partners that when I die, I'm going to leave everything to, if I die before you, I'm going to leave everything to you, leave nothing to my children. It is highly unlikely that that was what the outcome was, but that is what all the agreements ended up doing. And I wonder as to who got the agreements prepared, because Bob Ross clearly, at least when you read the story, was not business savvy. Tariq? No, definitely he wasn't. And uh, the documentary, by the way, that talks about it on Netflix, it's very interesting because it does talk about his business partners, uh, Walton and Annette Kowalski, a lot, and just how the motivation of them, uh, you know, the motivation of them to think more financially than personally was the complete opposite, was very contrary to what Bob Ross was doing. Because Bob Ross, from all accounts, was a very, you know, very quiet man, a very, you know, a man who just really wanted the best for everyone. And obviously that didn't end up happening here. But the thing that stands out to me is obviously this has got a lot of attention in the media because Bob Ross is such a you know polarizing figure, so popular with even kids my my age. But 
the thing that really stands out to me is that this is starting to get a lot of attention. But th- this this story of what the Bob Ross estate is going through has been going on for some time, Rajiv. I mean, this is this is not like a new. <laughs> this is not new. I mean, this has been happening several other cases for several several years. I mean, it goes on and on. I mean, in, in, in the media, you hear about it. Besides the ones that we talk about, you know, people like uh, Casey Kasem, Tim Conway, mm-hmm. Glenn Campbell, Stanley, Brooke Astor. You have the other people, you know, who's who's a prince. His estate yep. is still going on. Uh, uh, and then there, there are many, many other singers. You can, you can just keep going on and on and on. And the point of all of this is this is lack of planning. These are all self-inflicted wounds. None of these things need to happen. They need to happen because most people don't act, and and when they do act, they basically are acting with very little clarity as to what they want. I mean, here's here's the problem, Tariq, in our society. Look, uh, we're the hardest working people anywhere in the world. I mean, let's say take that for granted. In India, I just came back from India. In India, office hours are still ten o'clock in the morning to five o'clock in the afternoon. You go to Europe, we were in, in, in Italy uh, some time back, and you take a look at it, there is siesta time or lunch time. And lunch hours are at least one hour long, and again, 10 to 5 are the normal hours, and you're going to be working maybe about 42, 43 weeks out of the year. In America, 8 to 5 is a required office hour, right? These are the number of hours you're going to end up working, 8 to 5, most offices are open, and we're working about 50 weeks out of the year. That's typically what the pattern is. And under those conditions, when we are working as hard, it is very likely that we don't have the energy to make ourselves familiar with some of these other issues that we need to, so we rely a lot on professionals. And over the years, every industry has come up with education that they give professionals. For example, the legal industry, we come up with our own educational curriculum. How, do we, how does the education in, in law happen? I mean, I'm uh, on, on, on Thursday and Friday... I took a continuing legal education class every year. The Washington State uh, Academy of Elder Law Attorneys, WELA, puts on an annual uh, conference, and we come together as a group and we learn from each other. There's some uh, names that stay on the on the speaking circuit all the time. The good attorneys, uh, and they talk about an update. This is what's going on in Medicaid, etc. And then from time to time, you'll have other attorneys who'll come and say, "I think this is what we are doing. This is how we should be doing the planning." And you kind of sit together as a group and you decide as to what should we as an elder law group be asking uh, for the public to do? What, what should we be presenting to the public as being proper education? Here's the problem with that thinking. And I, I was a big part of it. I mean, at the uh, Washington State Bar Association, at the American Bar Association, at the, at the Washington Academy of Elder Law Attorneys, I was a huge, I was extremely active for the first many, many years of my practice. And we sit down, we come up with the education, and the way the education comes is every practitioner who's thinking about the education is thinking about his or her own practice also, right? So it's not just about the education. And and when you start presenting the solutions to the group and say, this is something that we ought to do, here's what I found. If it is not going to be a financial success for the group, it probably is never going to see the light of day. And that is a big part of the hiccup in the, the in the life planning arena. I've been talking about life planning a whole lot. For 22 years, we've been doing life planning, which is retirement is more than just legal documents. It is about growing old um, and having certainty that if I fall ill, I won't end up in a nursing home, become a burden, or die broke, right? We've been talking about that 
So there are, there's a group of people who absolutely love that type of planning. And there's a group of people who absolutely do not love the planning because it totally changes the discourse of our practices. And this is not where we want our practices to go. Every profession does exactly the same thing. And my conclusion, lament, I mean, I lament in this conclusion, but my, my conclusion is if the education that the industry is going to create, if the education does not serve the financial needs of the industry before it serves the needs of the consumer, the population, that education is never going to see light of day. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens. I mean, people like Bob Ross and, 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 and multitude, millions of people go to lawyers and say, I want to get a will, trust powers of attorney. And one of the stories that we'll be talking about with Joe Hillier is a story about a son who's dealing with a mom who has dementia. She has powers of attorney. And the story is chock full of the power of attorney does very little or does nothing to guide him on the practical day-to-day things that he has to go ahead and deal with. Something we've been talking about for 22 years is now being documented. Over the years, I've seen many other places that document these types of things, but but this, this person is documenting that, yeah, having a power of attorney was okay by way of having the authority to do what I needed to do, but it gave me nothing by way of guidance of what I needed to do. I just had to go ahead and figure all that out on my own. And if you're not going down to a lawyer who is looking at the practical realities of how all this stuff works, you're going to end up with a lot of paperwork in your in your hands. And paperwork is not going to keep you away from nursing homes or help you not become a burden. Paperwork may indeed be the reason why you have the false sense of security, oh, I have all the planning that I need, except when the, the event happens and then you're finding out, oh, my God, now what do I need to do? And there is absolutely no guidance to the whole thing. Same thing with Bob Ross. He had all the paperwork there, but none of the paperwork did what he wanted to do. Because we're relying on outsiders and saying, okay, well, this is what I want in a real simple way. And then my, my sense is that if you go to a good lawyer and you're crystal clear about what you want the lawyer to do for you, the lawyer will work really hard to try and give you that answer. But when you go to a lawyer with an open-ended question, hey, I want to get my legal affairs in order, what do you think I should do? Then you get the answers that you end up getting. Tarek? Uh, very well said. You, I mean, again, you don't want to be muddy in those situations. You want to be crystal clear because otherwise, you know, as much as we'd like to think everyone has good intentions, this happens. And it's, it keeps happening to all these celebrities and not just celebrities, people like like um, like me. I was going to say you, but like you are a celebrity. So, you know, um, yeah, yeah, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> no, but in <laughs> all right. fairness, this is this is this is. It's unfortunate to see this still happen. Um, although, Rajiv, we are here against a break. So before we take this break, uh, we just look, would like to remind you we're playing a game. At one of the best games in the world, actually. It's been confirmed by all these national sports leagues that it is better than all the other ones. And that, of course, is what year was it? Of course, what year was it? This year, we're looking at the year that NBC introduced color TV to its broadcasts. Minimum wage was just $1 an hour, an average house sold for just, get this, $9,550, Rajiv. That's how much I Hey, I want to buy that house. (laughs) I want to buy that house. house. (laughs) I would take that house in an instant, especially after living in SF for some time. That's pretty much one day's rent for a while. (laughs) Uh, And this was the most popular song of the year. Was it 1955, 1956, or 1957? 
We'll give you the answer uh, towards the bottom of the hour. Uh, you're listening to Aging Options. We have Joe Hilliard coming up at 10.30, going to talk to us about, uh, as, you, as Rajiv mentioned, that issue with, you know, the, the parents' legal and aging affairs. Uh, but again, give us a call. That number is 1-800-465-8770. We'll be right back with Aging Options right here on AM 770 KTTH. It's your turn to join the program. Give us a call at 800-465-8770. Once again, that toll-free number is 800-465-8770. Aging Options will be right back after this. Does someone you love need care in the home? An elderly parent or relative? A spouse dealing with a long-term illness? Maybe a family member facing a disability? HomeWatch Caregivers can help. With more than 40 years of experience providing compassionate care, HomeWatch Caregivers is America's oldest and most experienced home care company. We know what to do, we know how to help, and we know how to make care affordable. Whether you need help on a full-time basis or just a few hours a week, our trained and experienced caregivers are matched to meet your needs. We can even help with access to on-call physician support along with in-home care. Why not let our family take care of yours? HomeWatch Caregivers, Western Washington's best home care. Call us today at 253-564-1006 to schedule your free consultation. That's 253-564-1006, 253-564-1006, or visit us on the web at homewatchcaregivers.com. Homewatch Caregivers, let our family take care of yours. You know, I'm not a wealthy person, but I'd like to leave a little something to my kids when I'm gone. Actually, there's someone who gets first shot at your assets when you die, before your kids can even touch them, the tax collector and creditors. I don't know much about estate and inheritance taxes. I've heard about changes in tax laws, but it's a little complicated, so I just try not to worry about it. Far too often, the cost of probate and estate taxes forces children to sell off their parents' assets, leaving little for them. I'd at least like for them to have this house. After all, they grew up here and... We'd like to keep it in the family. They say you can't take it with you. (laughs) I just didn't realize it was the tax collector who said it. The elder law attorneys at LifePoint Law understand probate and estate taxes. They know how to protect your assets and your legacy. You can trust LifePoint Law and Rajiv Nagayach. Call 877-ELDER-47. That's 877-ELDER-47. Seven out of ten Americans who plan for retirement outlive their money, become a burden on loved ones, and end up in a nursing home. That's a terrible track record. It's like getting on a plane that has a 70% chance of crashing. It's insanity. There is a better way. Learn how to create the kind of future you want at a groundbreaking retirement planning seminar hosted by LifePoint Law and presented by elder law attorney Rajiv Nagayach. You'll learn why traditional retirement planning advice fails so many seniors and what you should be doing instead. Now you can join radio and TV host Rajiv Nagayach for an online or safe limited seating in-person class. Simply visit lifepointlaw.com. That's lifepointlaw.com or call 253-838-3454. Controlling your future takes smart decisions today. Call now 253-838-3454. LifePoint Law located at 319 South Suite A100 Federal Way, Washington 98003. The way that I actually ended up meeting Rajiv was to attend one of the seminars My father had started to go into declining health, and I had wanted to be proactive. A seminar was probably what convinced us more than anything else. And I think the thing that impressed me the most was when Rajiv talked about 
his own life experience with his wife, her parents, I could sense this was a very sincere man. I can confirm this. I would say, I mean, Rajiv, I have to say, you are, you are a very sincere man. And uh, as a gentleman pointed out, you know, the seminar is a fantastic place to learn. And again, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Aging Options right here on AM770 KTTH. Appreciate you for joining us on this wonderful Saturday morning. And just a reminder, give us a call at 1-800-465-8770 if there's anything on your mind about aging, about the future. We are here for you. Rajiv is here for you. And we'd love to hear from you again, one 800 465-8770. We have, again, Joe Hillier coming up in 10 minutes. But as that gentleman mentioned there coming back from the break, uh, Rajiv, you know, it's the seminar is a great place to learn. And even like the topic we were talking about with Bob Ross and an estate being almost taken advantage of by uh, certain outside sources that are not the family, I mean – I don't. I can't think of a better place to learn about how to avoid those terrible circumstances than uh, the seminars you have out there in Federal Way. Well, I mean that that clearly is one of the the ways you can learn as to what is wrong with a traditional healthcare system or a traditional planning mechanism, and what you need to do a little bit differently. I mean, we can definitely have much better outcomes. Uh, our own internal anecdotal studies that we end up doing, and and last year we did a study with Seattle. Pacific University, I'm waiting to go ahead and see the, the results being published. And they all prove to one point that not only can you hope for better outcomes than the average American ends up getting, but you can actually end up getting better outcomes. And that really is what we need to be doing. And, and the seminar is a great way for you to get started. Indeed. Uh, now, I know you had one this, uh, this last Saturday, uh, but I know you guys schedule these uh, every month. Uh, so I'm curious, when is this uh, next sem- seminar you're having? Uh, the next one is in November. Uh, when you take, go to lifepointlaw.com and you can register right there. It's on November 6th, 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock on our Federal Way campus. And these are arguably smaller events. I mean, in the, in the past, uh, we used to have anywhere between 40 to 100 people show up to these events. But clearly, with the pandemic rules, we don't. We keep them small so that people can be safely distanced and 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 safety is the highest priority. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind about that. But <clears throat> we will do this on uh, November the 6th at 1 o'clock in the afternoon on our Federal Way campus. Excellent. And, you know, with Halloween coming right before then, I know I find Halloween to be uh, nothing but trick or trick because it's just it's a spooky <laughs> time. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to take that trick and turn it into a treat – you're going to want to go to this seminar. I don't know how else to say it. November 6th, again, at 1 p.m., uh, you can sign up online at lifepointlaw.com. And uh, you sign up there. It's a very simple process. You'll have a seat uh, right there. You'll be able to see Rajiv in person. If, uh, that, uh, that Honestly, that's a, that's a prize, I may say. You know. And, uh, again, November 6th, 1 p.m., sign up right now, lifepointlaw.com. And uh, you'll be a part of uh, a lot of excellent information at that seminar. So, right. Rajiv, with that being said, I mean, I mean, and I'll put this as a side note. Listen, I'm I'm of the age of 22 years old. I come into this thinking, oh, well, what do I need to know? Trust me, I learned a lot. I learned quite a bit. I honestly, did, there's a lot of things that I didn't know about my own parents, my grandparents especially, uh, about the way they were going about things. And the information I got from it, let me tell you, it was vital. It was very helpful, to say the least. So, again, that's November 6th at 1 p.m. at the LifePoint Law Campus in Federal Way. 
and sign up for that at lifepointlaw.com. Very easy to do, if I may say, because some of those websites are tough to navigate. LifePoint Law, not one of them. Not one of them. So do check that out. And also, this is something we should check out, Rajiv. The fact that retirement, you know, the the ease into retirement is starting to change for Americans as many uh, are going on a gliding path. Uh, now, I, I want to touch on this just real quickly because this is kind of an interesting development. So what, what is this gliding path that I keep hearing about? Well, it's something called phased retirement, you know, and, and, and the guru, when you think about retirement, it's I'm going to work one day and I can't wait uh, uh, three months from today, three months and uh, 22 days and 18 hours from today, I'm going to retire. What does that mean? That I'm going to be at, at about 4.30, I'm going to start cleaning up my desk and put everything in a box. Uh, friends are going to come and say goodbyes and they'll give hugs and stuff. And then about 5 o'clock, 5.15, I'll be out of the door put everything in the car, and I'm never coming back to work ever again. A totally different lifestyle. I mean, one day I was working, one day it was everything, and tomorrow I'm retired. Well, it turns out many, many, many studies have shown that, you know, that's sort of a uh, uh, very, very um, uh, last-minute type of, without warning type of an adjustment that you end up making uh, is not very healthy for a lot of people. Uh, a lot of problems happen. So, People find a way, can I, instead of just working one day and not working one day, can I scale back and I phase into retirement? Instead of working 40 hours a week, can I work 20 hours a week or 30 hours a week and then 20 and then 10 and then basically take up retirement once I've created some sort of a routine and a rhythm to my retirement? And that's what this uh, this phase retirement stuff is. And the good news is, you know, the, from, from a population perspective, workers' perspective, 55, almost half, 45% of all workers say they want to face retirement. They don't want to go abruptly from working to retirement overnight. Mm -hmm. 45% say they want to do that. Well, employers, on the other hand, of course, are uh, less in a position to go and be that accommodating. Because to an employer, either you're working full-time or not, and you only have about 16% of all employers who offer some form of phased retirement. Now, just because they don't offer phased retirement doesn't mean that you can't get phased retirement. Uh, if you are bringing value to the employer and they're going to be hard-pressed to replace your skill set, they may want to keep you on for about six months, nine months, a year, something along those lines, just so that you can train whoever your replacement is going to be. I mean, I would do that. I'm a small employer in my own office. When there's an employee who is valuable to me and they, they've been, they're good workers in the office and they're going to leave and they, if they ever offer, hey, I can stay here another two or three months, I can train my replacement, I'd be all over it. That's a cost well spent. Why? Because this worker has a lot of good information that I need to go ahead and make sure continues to survive in my organization after the person leaves. So even if the, the employer does not have a policy, you can always go to HR to go talk to the owner if it's a small company and talk about phased retirement. My, my thinking is that, you know, most of you would be surprised that if you ask for a phased retirement, you probably end up getting it. I, yeah, I can't agree more. I mean, that, that, it's a good idea for certain people. And again, it depends on uh, the individual person. And, uh, you know, speaking of the individual person, I know you out there, the individual person, that's who you are. You're listening in. You're thinking, you know what? I've got a question, but I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. I don't know if I want to ask it. Well, you definitely absolutely should ask it because we're here for you. This is your show. So give us a call, 1-800-465-8770. Again, 1-800-465-8770. 
Uh, very interesting story there, Rajiv. But the one that really caught my eye was uh, it was kind of a two-part story that, again, many, all of you can find on the Aging Options blog. You can go to agingoptions.com slash blog. It's right there. A lot of great stories put together. And it's about this one uh, son who uh, found out the hard way how difficult it was to take over the affairs of an aging parent. Uh, this son was actually a reporter for the uh, for the U.S. News. And, uh, boy, his story which we'll get into a little bit more once Joe Hillier joins us in just a couple of minutes. It's really eye-opening, Rajiv. I mean, it, it's it's very it's almost, it's almost borderline scary. Well, it, it's, it almost reads like fiction if you have never dealt with this in your own life. That you know how did this happen? But for those uh, who have actually gone through it with with the illness of a loved one in their own household, none of this is going to come as a surprise. It is not nearly as eye-opening because their eyes were opened when their loved one fell ill and they had all the legal documents, etc., and yet they were they were they were left to fend for for they were left to fend for themselves. Nothing came together just because you had done the traditional planning that you thought you need to do. And this is what this is talking about. He's a, a single son. He happens to be pretty tech savvy and all that. And his mom has dementia. She couldn't take care of things. So she brings her into the house. Uh, she is living with him. And then all the weight of everything that comes with it comes to fruition. Now, mind you, the, the, the interesting thing about this one was that the power of attorney was well there. I mean, she had a power of attorney. But as he put it in his own words, uh, he's saying just because you have this piece of paper in hand doesn't change anything in reality. Financial institutions such as banks and credit unions had additional processes for you uh, to provide proof that he could control his mother's assets and assume decision-making. Professional help was a godsend. And so then he said then he worked with an uh, an attorney and financial planner that made a big difference, etc. But my thinking is this: that if if he had done the plan, if the planning is done properly, the bank would not be dealing with this power of attorney at the last minute. The power of attorney would have been provided to the bank when the power of attorney was actually created, and it would have very clear outlines. This is the bank I bank at. This is the financial planner I work with. This is the lawyer that I want you to work with. So when the child picks up the pieces and says, oh, what do I need to do? Well, I need to go file taxes. Okay, well, how am I going to do that? And then you go on this hunting spree of finding out where the old tax returns are. If we can find the old tax returns, hopefully it has the name of the CPA or somebody. And then you go to the CPA and the CPA says, oh, sure, yeah, no, I'll do this. But just give me these papers. Give me this information. Give me the W-2. Give me the 1099s. Well, how do I pull those together, right? I mean, so there's so much that gets assumed that just because we have the legal authority to do something that it is going to happen, it does not happen. Look, I mean, Tariq, the, the bottom line to, to all these stories, the, particularly the two stories about dementia, this, this child taking over a mom's affairs after she falls ill, uh, and the next story, which is a related story, talks about well, you know, if, if this is a matter of time. Majority of children, majority of us are going to end up dealing with our parents' affairs sooner or later. Sad as it is, our parents are not going to live forever. And for most of us, it's not going to be that a parent was living one day and then they were not living one day, right? For mm -hmm. most of us, it's going to be parents who are living one day and they were managing everything independently, they're still living, but they can't manage anything, and now someone's got to watch out for them. 
And I'm watching this drama go on in India with my with my dad, who is here with me, by the way. I lost my mom earlier in May this year, and I'd gone to India, and I brought him back with me, which is the reason for my trip to India was. And I was talking to my brother, and I was talking to uh, my cousins, you know, who, who manage the real estate portfolio that he manages and stuff. And they were telling me that over the years, he's been so cautious. He was so good about selecting the right tenants, making sure that, you know, all the all the agreements were in place, etc. And for the last two years... He's been just whoever wants the, to, to rent a shop, sure. Whatever rent they want to give, sure. He's sold a piece of property for pennies on the dollar. And this is my dad, who's a well-educated PhD doctor, a plant pathologist who got his PhD in Urbana-Champaign in Illinois. And he now, 91 years of age, is dealing with all the issues that one would have never thought would ever crop up in his life. But they do. Not because he wants them to, because they do. And where's the checklist? And this, this, these articles, both these articles, they really talk about, look, this is going to happen to you. Question is, how do you get ready for the whole thing? Not a lot of education about that. The first article talks about what can you expect when it happens. This is through the lens of, this uh, young man who's who's uh, dealing with his mother's uh, uh, dementia issues. Uh, his name is Pabst, P-A-B-S-T. And the second article is probably a better article because it talks about, well, here's a checklist that you need to make and follow to take over the affairs of an aging parent with uh, who is dealing with mental decline. And if you go and connect to the story, it comes from U.S. News, you go to the U.S. News story, it literally has a checklist that they say you should be looking at. And it's a great story that you should need to, when, when Joe Hillier comes by, we definitely should be talking to him about this. Yes, no, absolutely. And uh, he's going to be coming by, uh, Rajiv, in just a few minutes, actually. We're going to take a break here. And when we come back, we will be joined by Joe Hillier. So that should be very interesting. Uh, but first, before you go to break, Rajiv, we're contractually obligated with the Howard Stern Show. Uh, I just made that up. We're not actually to do uh, this segment called What Year Was It before we hit to break. And so let's find out what year was it when NBC introduced color TV to its broadcasts. Minimum wage was just a dollar an hour. That's right. Just uh, just four quarters right there. An average house sold for $9,550. A steal if you ask me. And this was the most popular song of the year. Hit it, Elvis. You ain't nothing but a hound. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I used to sing this when I was a kid. Oh, did you really? Uh, yeah, I yeah. bet you did. Yep. Yeah, I bet I remember, you did. I remember when it came out. I read it in the book. Uh, yep, so yep, yep. was that in 1955, 1956, or 1957? We'll give you the answer right before the 11 o'clock hour. Joining us is Joe Hillier, Hillier in just a couple of minutes, so don't touch that dial. We'll be right back with Aging Options right here on AM770 KTTH. We're here to take your questions. The number to call is 800-465-8770. Once again, that toll-free number is 800-465-8770. Rajiv and Tarek will be right back after this. Seven out of ten Americans who plan for retirement outlive their money, become a burden on loved ones, and end up in a nursing home. That's a terrible track record. 
is like getting on a plane that has a 70% chance of crashing. It's insanity. There is a better way. Learn how to create the kind of future you want at a groundbreaking retirement planning seminar hosted by LifePoint Law and presented by elder law attorney Rajiv Nagayich. You'll learn why traditional retirement planning advice fails so many seniors and what you should be doing instead. Now you can join radio and TV host Rajiv Nagayich for an online or safe limited seating in-person class. Simply visit lifepointlaw.com. That's lifepointlaw.com or call 253-838-3454. Controlling your future takes smart decisions today. Call now 253-838-3454. LifePoint Law located at 319 South Suite A100 Federal Way, Washington 98003. Safe, independent living in comfortable surroundings. That's where we all want to be. It's no different for your parents and other elderly relatives, even as they age. How do you make it easier for them to stay in the home they love by bringing the care to them? HomeWatch Caregivers can help. With more than 40 years of experience providing compassionate care, HomeWatch Caregivers is America's oldest and most experienced home care company. We know what to do, we know how to help, and we know how to make care affordable. When you compare the cost and benefits of home care to nursing homes or other institutional settings, you'll be amazed at just how affordable in-home care can be. HomeWatch Caregivers, Western Washington's best home care. HomeWatch Caregivers. Call us today at 253-564-1006 to schedule your free consultation. That's 253-564-1006 or visit us on the web at homewatchcaregivers.com. Call us today at 253-564-1006. HomeWatch Caregivers, let our family take care of yours. You know, I'm not a wealthy person, but I'd like to leave a little something to my kids when I'm gone. Actually, there's someone who gets first shot at your assets when you die, before your kids can even touch them, the tax collector and creditors. I don't know much about estate and inheritance taxes. I've heard about changes in tax laws, but it's a little complicated, so I just try not to worry about it. Far too often, the cost of probate and estate taxes forces children to sell off their parents' assets, leaving little for them. I'd at least like for them to have this house. After all, they grew up here, and we'd like to keep it in the family. They say you can't take it with you. (laughs) I just didn't realize it was the tax collector who said it. The elder law attorneys at LifePoint Law understand probate and estate taxes. They know how to protect your assets and your legacy. You can trust LifePoint Law and Rajiv Nagayich. Call 877-ELDER-47. That's 877-ELDER-47. Well, we listen to Aging Options on the radio, and uh, we were kind of impressed with the comments that was made, and so we decided that we hadn't made a will for a while, but we'd, we'd just check them out. And uh, we've been real happy with the results that we got, and uh, Seems like everything we wanted to do, we were able to quickly do, and and, uh, with plenty of advice to help us along the way. That's what we're here for, advice to help you on the way. Welcome back to Aging Options, right here on AM770 KTTH. It's time we introduced uh, uh, introduced a guest of the show. We haven't had on in a while, but an individual uh, we always love having on uh, from HomeWatch Caregivers, the one, the only, Joe Hillier. Joe, how are you doing this morning? Good, good. Morning. How are you guys? Doing good. Good, Joe. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you here. So, uh, uh, you know, you. The, the, just to remind our listeners, Joe, you uh, own a company called HomeWatch Caregivers. Tell us a little bit about what is that company and why do you do what you do? Okay. Well, we are HomeWatch Caregivers, and we do in-home care for seniors all across Eastern Sound, uh, North Sound, South Sound, West Sound. We cover it all. And they uh, 
you know, we are there to help help those seniors that uh, want to stay in their homes, stay in that capital they built, uh, stay there forever, never have to leave their home, you ever have to go to a facility, never never have to, uh, you know, lose their way and, and you know, to always be there for as long as they want to. And, they, uh, you know, we, we love doing it. I do it. It's, it's I came into this business after being in the military for a long time and came into this business because my own parents and they uh, – I've loved every minute of it from, you know, all my years in it. And, you know, we have a special passion for the veteran community here in Puget Sound. There's so many of them, and, you know, they're part of our family that, you know, I grew up with. And, you know, we just we just love seniors and try helping them and, you know, doing everything possible for them. That's excellent. Right, and, and you've been doing this thing long enough to catch my attention to say, you know, you people will have a lot of choices when it comes to home caregiving. Uh, companies they can select from, but the one company that I would be suggesting people check out is Home Watch Caregivers, and only because not only because of the passion you do, but because you're competitive in the in, in the field and you're compassionate and you're human. I mean, each case to you is a case that you want to make sure succeeds. Those are the reasons why I think uh, people need to be looking at your uh, your company. Uh, let me let me talk to you about the stories that we have because clearly, you know, every time that I put up these stories, I'm hoping that I can have someone like you who is seeing this stuff play out in the real world. The two stories that I want you to comment on, one was the story about this child who's dealing with mom's caregiving needs. What do you think of that story? What did you get out of that? <laughs> well, uh, Rajiv, I, I, I see that every day. And I see every aspect of that every day, and I can tell you I've lived this every aspect of what they're talking about through the death of my mother, my father, my brother, and now the death of my extended family, my, my ex-wife passing away from COVID recently. And I've seen the, the good, the bad, the ugly of, you know, you know, people that don't have a plan or why you should plan, when you should plan, and how you should plan. <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's been quite sobering you know, over the last uh, you know, 15 years that I've dealt with that sort of thing. So. Right. Exactly. Um, Joe, what is the, you know, given the work that you end up doing, and obviously you get called after people have somebody in their family not doing well, they were wanting to stay at home, and you want to help them stay at home, and you're pulling all these pieces together. What do you think is the biggest reason, or if people could have done something differently at the planning stages, what would you suggest that people do to have better outcomes than they do. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell everybody to put it in the context of a playbook regime. And that playbook is going to have four chapters. It's going to have the chapter of your, your everything for legal, financial, medical, and family on how you want to age and how you want to be looked after and, you know, how you want your, uh, um, you know, everything that's your assets that you created over a lifetime. And, you know, if, and I don't, I, I touch every aspect of this in my business and, Sometimes it's just it's, it's it's miraculous to me why people today don't come up with that plan. I mean, when you think about some of the sheer statistics behind growing older, you know, people over sixty-five, you know, one in five of the folks over sixty-five are going to have some type of memory disorder, whether that be Alzheimer's, whether that be dementia, and you know, when that occurs, it's not this it's not the time to be trying to set up your your playbook. And then you know, there's also folks that have started you know early retirement. You know, because of, of COVID, and then just COVID itself, we've lost so many of our over 65 populations, and specifically our over 75s and 85s to COVID. And so many of those folks did not have a plan, and it's just it's just startling. And, and, and now, and 
COVID alone should should focus folks on why you need to have a plan, why you need to have those four pillars in place, your legal, your financial, your medical, and family. So folks like my business, you know, it's easy for us to plug in all that and take great care of you. Yeah, and Joe, uh, speaking of plan, I mean, there is a caller on the line at the moment who might be interested in this playbook you're speaking about, which is um, Dale from Bellevue. Uh, he has a question, uh, and uh, Dale, we only have a, a, a quick second here real quick, but if you can get in your question, we'd love to hear it. Uh, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi, Dale. You're on the air. How can we help? Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. I my I uh, have a I'm kind of an unusual situation. It involves a neighbor of mine that I've known for decades, and um, and his family his situation has deteriorated a lot, and it it's a situation that is similar to what you were talking about at the very beginning of your program today, and I sense that uh, what is happening with this family maybe ha have happened already to this friend, my neighbor. Um, and basically what it is is uh, the power of attorney has been given to uh, the youngest son, who is a, uh, a lawyer, and he basically has the, the father uh, in some institution that uh, my neighbor finds, or who is the eldest son, and he finds it that, that he's getting very poor care. Uh, there, the will, there was a will that he's, he's, he's confided to me that it's been changed. He doesn't know how it's been changed. As far as he knows, his father has never been determined mentally incapacitated for himself. And he's concerned that, you know, that uh, there may have been some um, uh, activity by the youngest son uh, in, in changing the will that the father may not have wanted to have had occurred. And I guess my question mainly is, is it too late for this uh, neighbor who is the eldest son and uh, and he fears that he's being totally left out. This the neighbor himself has a number of medical problems that that uh, make him you know kind of incapable of of really uh, doing much on his own self to help 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 his dad. But he he has described his condition as uh, as uh, he's he's. he's become fair, almost mentally incompetent to the point where he, he just gibbers now and doesn't say much that is coherent. And uh, anyway, that's, that's the problem <laughs> in a nutshell. And, and I guess uh, what my question is, is it too late for him to do anything? <laughs> The short answer is it's never too late to do something. Uh, and, you know, because we are up on the break, let's take our break. When we come back, Dale, I want to take time to kind of walk you through with what your options are. Tariq? Indeed, yes. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, so uh, hold on, Dale. We'll be right back with you. Um, again, uh, you're listening to Aging Options right here on AM770 KTTH. Now's your last chance to call into the show. The toll-free number is 800-465-8770. Once again, dial 800-465-8770. Rajiv and Tariq will be right back with more aging options right after this. You know, I'm not a wealthy person. 
but I'd like to leave a little something to my kids when I'm gone. Actually, there's someone who gets first shot at your assets when you die, before your kids can even touch them, the tax collector and creditors. I don't know much about estate and inheritance taxes. I've heard about changes in tax laws, but it's a little complicated, so I just try not to worry about it. Far too often, the cost of probate and estate taxes forces children to sell off their parents' assets, leaving little for them. I'd at least like for them to have this house. After all, they grew up here, and we'd like to keep it in the family. They say you can't take it with you. I just didn't realize it was the tax collector who said it. The elder law attorneys at LifePoint Law understand probate and estate taxes. They know how to protect your assets and your legacy. You can trust LifePoint Law and Rajiv Nagayich. Call 877-ELDER-47. That's 877-ELDER-47. Seven out of ten Americans who plan for retirement outlive their money, become a burden on loved ones, and end up in a nursing home. That's a terrible track record. It's like getting on a plane that has a 70% chance of crashing. It's insanity. There is a better way. Learn how to create the kind of future you want at a groundbreaking retirement planning seminar hosted by LifePoint Law and presented by elder law attorney Rajiv Nagayich. You'll learn why traditional retirement planning advice fails so many seniors and what you should be doing instead. Now you can join radio and TV host Rajiv Nagayich for an online or safe limited seating in-person class. Simply visit lifepointlaw.com. That's lifepointlaw.com or call 253-838-3454. Controlling your future takes smart decisions today. Call now, 253-838-3454. LifePoint Law located at 319196 South Suite A100, Federal Way, Washington, 98003. Safe, independent living in comfortable surroundings. That's where we all want to be. It's no different for your parents and other elderly relatives, even as they age. How do you make it easier for them to stay in the home they love by bringing the care to them? HomeWatch Caregivers can help. With more than 40 years of experience providing compassionate care, HomeWatch Caregivers is America's oldest and most experienced home care company. We know what to do, we know how to help, and we know how to make care affordable. When you compare the cost and benefits of home care to nursing homes or other institutional settings, you'll be amazed at just how affordable in-home care can be. HomeWatch Caregivers, Western Washington's best home care. HomeWatch Caregivers. Call us today at 253-564-1006 to schedule your free consultation. That's 253-564-1006 or visit us on the web at homewatchcaregivers.com. Call us today at 253-564-1006. HomeWatch Caregivers, let our family take care of yours. Attend a seminar with your family, and it really was a good holiday present. Uh, the peace of mind and clarity and organization it brought to plans for two generations, and I would encourage everybody to take advantage of these things. Indeed, I would recommend it as well. If you're listening to Aging Options right here on AM770 KTTH, I'm Tarek Ansari, joined by Rajiv Nagayich and Joe Hillier. Uh, we're currently talking to a caller, Dale, who had a question about if it is too late to get a power of attorney. So, uh, Rajiv, uh, we know we had to cut you uh, short there before the break, but your thoughts on this? Absolutely. You know, and, and Dale, the short answer is uh, uh, it sounds like your neighbor's dad already prepared a power of attorney, and he named the child, the youngest child, to be the agent, and the youngest child is now, uh, at least in the opinion of your neighbor, abusing that power of attorney and doing things that are probably not in the best interest of the dad, or nor is it fair 
uh, and arguably it also is being done at a time when dad cannot make his own decisions. So your neighbor, the older child who thinks that the youngest child who has the power of attorney is not doing good, he has a right as being an interested party in the case to get a total accounting of what's going on. He can actually require the youngest child to provide not only an accounting of money that is being spent, but also of the actions that the child is taking. Uh, and if the if the child refuses to do that, then he can enforce that right by the court system using something called a vulnerable adult action. Uh, there are specific statutes in the state of Washington that prevent, that protect vulnerable adults like this dad who is living in a care facility. But it's going to take skill maneuvering. And, and, and I think, you know, what you want your neighbor to do is to, uh, he, he can email me at radio at agingoptions.com and I can certainly talk to him about what his choices are and and uh, give him some options of people to work with who can actually give him the relief that he's looking for. Unfortunately, I'll also say this, that these things tend to be two-sided stories. On the one side is your neighbor saying that the youngest has done bad things and the youngest child is going to have his own story that the oldest child is absent uh, from his dad's life. And so these are not easy cases to unravel. But certainly there are enough adequate protections built into the law which can be enforced to protect the vulnerable adult. Okay. You know, um, uh, since uh, since uh, my earlier conversation, my wife, uh, and by the way, she's been taking note, your notes down, and we have them down, and, uh, and we intend to follow through on it, but... Uh, uh, I, I, miss, I might have misled you in that the, un, the younger son may have, uh, when I said that he, uh, he inst- has a dad institutionalized, it turns out he's not institutionalized. He's in his own house, and uh, wow. he's there by himself most of the time, except for the eldest son who is across the street, who lives across the street and sees him all the time. And it's the eldest son that sees his, his, his current condition, and uh, anyway, I think I think we're in a good position now to move ahead on this. Uh, and my wife has the notes. Uh, and uh, is there anything else you want to suggest? No, the I only other thing here? that I would the only other thing I'd say is have your neighbor start making contemporaneous notes every single day of what he's watching. He needs to have some notes. So when he goes in the court system, he'll need to provide evidence of what's going on. And contemporaneous notes are the best way you can provide the proper proper evidence to the court system about what's going on on a day-to-day basis. Right. So, yeah, I, I, yeah actually, I, I didn't even realize that he was there. I haven't seen him yeah. in over a year. And I guess he's sitting there watching TV all day. Right, right. And it's important that we take a look at that. Dale, thank you so much for calling. And have your neighbor email me at radio at agingoptions.com. And, you know, that uh, kind of takes us down to our good friend uh, uh, from Homewatch Caregivers. Uh, what do you think of all of this uh, issue as we are dealing with this stuff? I mean, you deal with this stuff every single day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have caregivers in homes that report back to me that they see this, you know, what that gentleman just described every day. And it's a judgment call in some respects. You know, it's, as a, as a uh, you know, as an organization like ours, we're a mandatory reporter for things that we see that just don't look right. Sometimes that means that we have to make the hard call whether we need to call Adult Protective Services, which is who we would call for something like that. But that's, that's another option. But, uh, yeah, we see this every day, and it's usually the result 
of a uh, just, you know, not having that well-articulated plan for, you know, what that what what needs to be done for that senior. And, and just, when you have that plan, you know, you understand the legal and you know, financial piece has to be paid for and the medical piece with the, the things with the family that we do. You know, it all becomes to come together and make sense, make sense to folks that are looking in from the outside. And, you know, it, it, it prevents problems like that gentleman just described. And, Joe, i got to ask you this one final short question uh, for you with a mm-hmm. short answer. Uh, is it possible for people to develop a plan where they, they are hoping to be able to live out their lives in their own home without a lot of drama happening in the family? but they can actually have a plan that allows them to live that outcome? Short answer, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but it's all in the planning, isn't it? It is. I mean, it's, you know, thinking about it, you know, early rather than when the times come when there's been a, you know, a traumatic event or a diagnosis of dementia or something like that. It's just, it's, you know, once you hit that magical age of 65 or early retirement, think ahead. You know, what do you want the rest of your days, that next 10, 20, 30, 40 years? How do you want that to look? And how do you want to make sure if you're in a position where you have others, you know, doing some of the thinking for you? You know, how do you want – what are your wishes and how do you want those to be fulfilled? Uh, yeah, and, and, and Joe, I mean, uh, you make some great points. Uh, we are coming against the end of the hour here, but uh, I want you to let the listeners know here how – uh, because obviously what you're saying here is very interesting stuff, and I, I imagine it's a lot of people who would like to you know, work with you in the future. Uh, so how can they reach you? How can they contact you to speak more about this? Okay. The best way to contact me always is at phone number 253-564-1006, or they can reach out to me via email at jhillier, I'll spell that, J-H-I-L-L-Y-E-R, at hwcg.com. The two easiest ways to get hold of me, and you know, if you call my my the phone number I just gave, ask for me. You know, ask you know that we maybe may not be me answering the phone, but ask for me, and I'll walk through everything with you, and we'll we'll figure out how to make things work. Excellent, Joe. The phone number again is two. Uh, the phone number again is two five three five six four one zero zero six. Joe Hillier, Home Watch Caregivers. Thanks so much, Joe, for spending your Saturday with me. Hopefully, Joe. we'll be doing it again sometime very soon. Well, thank you for having us, Rajiv. Thank you very much. Awesome. But hold on, hold on one second. Before you go, uh, Joe, I, I was about to do the same thing as you, Rajiv, get on the phone number, but you said it a little better than I did, a little faster, too. But uh, we're we're playing this game, What Year Was It? And, Joe, I'd like to actually get a guess from you as we finish up the hour here. So what year was it when NBC introduced Color TV to its broadcast? Minimum wage was just a dollar an hour. An average house just sold for uh, $9,550, and this was the most popular song of the year. You ain't nothing but a all right, Joe, any guesses? 1955-1956-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1
Indeed. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening again to another exciting episode of Aging Options. We'll be back with you next Saturday at 10 a.m. But once again, check out the seminar, 1 p.m., November 6th. You can sign up at lifepointlaw.com. Until next week, have a good one. Aging on, everyone.